0: like you don't have to have a rock bottom okay but you have to have the desire and the motivation to want to change
1: welcome to habits you love a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Habits You Love. I'm so excited for today's guest today. We have Zachary Rance on Habits You Love. He is a personal growth coach for high-income earners, two-time Ironman, an author and podcaster of Live Better Now, and he was on Big Brother Season 16. So welcome, Zach.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation.
1: Yeah, me too. So obviously it's called habits you love. So I love sharing other people's journeys of how they navigated maybe some tough times to how they got to where they are today. And if you look at your social media profile, you do share a lot of healthy, happy tips for and motivation for other people. So, um, but what I gathered by doing a little research is maybe you don't, you didn't always live the way you do currently um so i'm excited to share your journey uh through all of that and so welcome and let's talk about some healthy positive habits
0: absolutely yes yeah, so did you want to hear a little bit about how i started my journey and how i got here i right?
1: do i want to, you to walk us through how you kind of got to where you are you no know, i feel like my entire
0: life things came natural to me i've always been a natural coach helping my friends being a good listener hyping people up I'm extremely positive my entire life. And because I radiated a lot of positivity and good energy from the moment I came out of my mother's womb, uh, (laughs) that's kind of helped me a lot with creating good relationships and excelling in school and on on the sports field and things like that. But it wasn't until I got off Big Brother season 16, back in the summer of 2014, that I really started struggling a lot with my own mental health and on my own personal growth journey. I didn't even know what personal growth was at the time. I never read any nonfiction personal growth books. I didn't know who Tony Robbins was, Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy. I didn't know what this industry was. And I had no idea the massive Amazing positive benefits you can get from just doing a little bit of this kind of stuff, right? Implementing small habits each and every single day yes. amount to massive results. And uh, when I got off Big Brother, I struggled a lot with my mental health for a few reasons. The first reason was because I was receiving a lot of attention online on the internet, and people were paying me to do meet and greets and to do club appearances and paying me money to post things on my instagram page and people writing articles about me and it really went to my head i was 23 years old at the time i was gonna ask how old you yeah were. i was 23 so i was freshly out of college just graduated from the university of florida had a degree had a degree in economics and entrepreneurship and Wasn't planning on getting a job. I was okay just being broke, living on the beach in a van, and I would figure it out from there. Not saying that was my lifelong dream, but... I would rather do that than sit at a desk from 9 to 5 and make $75,000 a year. So, and this was back in 2014. So, I graduated, got cast to go on Big Brother, had an amazing four months on the TV show. And for some of the people that don't know what Big Brother is, it's a reality TV show. It's a game show. 16 strangers in a house, 8 women, 8 men, all competing for $500,000. There are mental competitions, physical competitions, endurance competitions, memory competitions, et cetera, et cetera. We are completely cut off to the outside world. No cell phone, no books, no communication with our family or friends. Uh, It's kind of like jail, but we have less technology, less uh, (laughs) dopamine hits than than you would receive in in jail in a a prison cell. So kind of like prison, got off the show, all of the attention went to my head, mental health spiraling downhill. Started abusing a ton of alcohol, going to clubs three nights a week, spending money I didn't have to impress, impress people I didn't even know. Uh, I wasn't even wearing the same clothes twice because I thought that I was famous and famous people don't rewear the same shirts and clothes. So spending all my money on clothes and alcohol. Um, until I didn't have any money left in my bank account. I was 25 years old living with my parents. So I was like, how did I go from having 400,000 Instagram mm. followers and making $30,000 on a reality TV show, getting paid $2,000 a meet and greet, to having no money in my bank account, living with my parents, and no money on the calendar. So it was like, whoa, okay, Zach, what do we do from here? So I just – it Sounds like a rock bottom Yo, oh, rock my. bottom for real rock bottom. Now, not saying my rock bottom is worse than other people's and not saying my rock bottom is better than other people's, but we all have our own journey and I chose to identify this as my rock bottom.
1: Yeah. Right? I, I, I mean, still- anything that catapults you into changing your ways, rethinking your life is a, a rock bottom, no matter what it is. Like you said, it doesn't, there's no category. There's no right or wrong rock bottom. Exactly. So I just started reading five pages a day. I started waking up a little earlier. I started
0: going to the gym. Uh, I started just like Googling how to make a lot lot of money, Googling what industries make the most money, how to be an entrepreneur, and just started like watching YouTube videos and started applying this stuff to our life. Cause look, you no, know, we can be hyper aware of all of the habits that serve us and can make us more money and can make us live our healthiest and, and best life, right? But if we're not doing them, it doesn't matter. So I just I started executing mm. on them. And then five five months went by, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I got a little more money in my bank. Feel a little better. Being a little better, starting to get out of this, you know, valley, let's get back to the top of the mountain type of thing. Um, <laughs> and then I've just been doing that every single day for the last seven years, eight years. Wow. Yeah, so wow. I like read a lot of books, I, I write a lot, I post a lot of content about personal growth. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of meditation retreats, I've traveled the world, I've worked with a thousand clients, I've I've done a lot of things to not only serve myself, but serve others. And I'm continuously learning, continuously growing. I don't know everything, but because I operate from this beginner's mindset, it gives me the humility and the ability to learn more. So having conversations like this on this podcast, which is great, is it helps us re-identify the person who we want to be.
1: Right. These are my favorite kind of conversations on or off a podcast. I feel like now I it's really hard for me to have like superficial surface level conversation. I'm just completely checked out. I love having deep, meaningful conversations. So going back, you said you were 23, which is obviously very young. Our brains are not even fully developed at that age. And I feel like for you, it was just you didn't know who you were. So you were letting the outside world kind of tell you who you were, but maybe deep down inside You knew you had a gut feeling, this isn't really who I am. So I think the universe, God, whatever you believe was like, all right, I got to, I got to halt this right now. And I steer you back on the correct course, which led you to your rock bottom. But ultimately it was what you needed to do what you're doing now. I don't think anyone falls into being a personal growth coach on accident. I don't think they're like, oh, I think one day I'll just decide to do that. I think it is a lot of personal experience, your own journey, everything like that. So you're taking your rock bottom, what happened to you, maybe the mistakes you made, and you are not letting it go to waste, which is huge. So I love that. Well um, that. Yeah. And then also, you know, so actions, what I love to say is actions really trickle back up to beliefs. So your belief, your beliefs um, dictate your thoughts, your thoughts dictate your feelings, your feelings dictate your actions. So if you can remember kind of being 23 and maybe you're 21, 22, and You know, what did you really believe about yourself? Like, did you have a lot of self-confidence or was like your confidence that you had maybe back then kind of like a show? Like, this is like my defense mechanism. Yeah. Um, And have you kind of tapped into that on your on your healing journey?
0: This is uh, this is a question I get often and a lot of people that reach out to me for coaching and things like that one of the first questions is how do you get your confidence and I, I wish I had a diabolical scientific <laughs> proven way on how I developed confidence but unfortunately for other people that aren't as confident my answer is I, I was born with confidence I don't yes. know how I don't know why I've never been scared to make friends I've never been scared to take risks I've never you know been timid in you know, showing people who I am and I and I always speak my mind and a lot of times." Sometimes it bites me in the ass for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Of Put yourself
1: out there. Take that's risks.
0: Right. <laughs> Throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. But yeah. I'm also a natural extrovert and not that they're directly correlated. But when you are an extrovert and you have more conversations and you speak up more often, even though it might not be confidence, you start to see a little bit of success in conversations you're having with wealthier yes. people or conversations you're having on a deeper level. Like you said, you're done with the superficial conversations like the service level. Yeah. It just doesn't – you can't even be around it anymore. And and because of that, you're not around it anymore. But um, I, I was just kind of born with confidence. But – You know, cultivating that confidence is also a battle in itself because there are days and there are weeks where I don't feel Mm. as confident. It's Mm. not like the switch is always on. You know, there's times recently in in the past couple months or so, um, you know, I'm training for my fourth Ironman right now my last ironman in barcelona back in october uh i my bike broke mile three it's a 112 mile bike ride and i had to ride a bike on over 100 miles on in one gear in the you know up hills in barcelona spain and uh, unfortunately oh, i came in no. four, four and a half five minutes too slow and i got dq'd about uh mm. like 10 hours into the race and that was extremely humbling and it was like you know but then again i did take a lot of accountability and responsibility i did not prepare enough my bike was not properly oiled and i didn't know how to fix it when it did break so i take accountability Mm. for that but my point is this confidence is something you have to continuously cultivate right and it starts by getting out of your comfort zone so if anyone that's listening that's not confident right now there's no secret and it's not easy it's going to be Mm. tough okay but you got to take the first step and once you take the first step it will get easier
1: yeah i mean you don't muster up all the confidence to go to a public speaking event, you go and do a public speaking event. And then over time, maybe after six, seven of them, you gain confidence or whatever it may be for you. And as life progresses, you're going to have to step into different roles, whether that's a job or being a parent or, um, taking uh, being an entrepreneur, you know? So yeah, I mean, it starts with the action for sure. <laughs> action breeds confidence. Um, so Maybe you could give some advice on rock bottoms and how necessary they are. What are your take on rock bottoms? I feel like a lot of people try to avoid hardship. They try to avoid rock bottoms. They they really don't want it. But I really truly feel like that is the that is like necessary in life. Yeah. If you have any.
0: Sorry to cut you off. I don't, I don't think I've ever been asked this question about rock bottoms. And I there are there are two different types of answers I want to give. The first answer I want to give, it doesn't take even though it is necessary to have a rock bottom for you to kind of just catapult from there but it's not required and i know those are synonyms and that might sound like it doesn't make sense but you don't have to have a rock bottom. so i guess it's not typically necessary like you don't have to have a rock bottom okay but you have to have the desire and the motivation to want to change because because it is possible that it is healthy to lean into depression or anxiety or self-limiting beliefs right it's okay to be like hey I'm aware that I'm not in a good space you know like th- the best way I can describe it is you know when I was living by myself uh, before I started living with my girlfriend when I was living by myself I uh, my house would get very messy and there's clothes all over the floor and it would pretty much reflect where my mind's at over that over those mm. two weeks it's like hey I don't really care right now You know, I'm waiting till 3 p.m. to brush my teeth. And, you know, even though I'm working hard and I'm, you know, I'm waking up early and I'm hitting the gym and I'm training for Iron Man, doing all those Mm -hmm. things, you know, I just I'm letting the chaos kind of happen. And I've realized that for me, sometimes leaning into that by like, hey, let's see how bad it can get real quick. Let's see how messy the house can really get real quick. For me, <laughs> that, that, that does serve me in a way, right? And look, what works best for me might not work best for you and vice versa. There is no, you know, it's not written in concrete on how to do this. But you can use whatever situation is in front of you right here, right now with what you got from where you're at to be your rock bottom. And you can identify it as your rock bottom. Yeah, now, exactly. ironically enough, there are people who grow massive amounts of wealth early in their life and then they get divorced. And then they lose their kids because of they're cheating on their spouse. And then they turn to alcoholism. And then they start making bad investments. And then they end up hitting the rock bottom at 40, 50 years old. And I don't think a lot of us young people realize that, that, hey, like, there are a lot of people back in 2008 that were 38 at the time and they owned a lot of real estate and they had a lot of money in the stock market and they're mm. multi- millionaires, you know, and they're 45 years old. Oh, it's only up from here. And then they hit rock bottom at 50 and it's time to rebuild right. from there. So, like, I stay on my toes. It's like, hey, just because that was my rock bottom and I had no money at 25, living with my parents, you know, drinking four times a week, whatever, doesn't mean that I'm not going to have another rock bottom. And because right. of that, I stay on my toes, like always, you know, always protecting what I got, but trying to find more. And networking is really big for me right now. I'm just like trying to meet a ton of like wealthy people. Yeah. People like so, I don't know if that answers the question. I kind of went off topic, but... Um, No, that was
1: great. Like you said, kind of like we said, it's everyone's rock bottom is different. So a rock bottom for, say, a woman in her 30s that gained a lot of weight and all of a sudden she realizes like, okay, like I have to do something about this. There's no more. So like that could be a rock bottom. It doesn't have to be a financial fallout or – you know, in jail or whatever it is. Um, it could be, it could be anything. And it's like you said, something that makes you go, okay, I need to make a change right now. And I saw, uh, something that you posted and it was, um, you, you, you were baffled by someone that woke up at 5am and went to the gym. (laughs) So it sounded like that was kind of the start of your, of your incorporating healthy habits. You were like, how does someone go to the gym at 5am or even wake up? So tell us that the first couple of things you started to implement that you just were able to
0: build upon. Right. Like I said in in that Instagram post, I didn't even know that existed. I didn't even – it never crossed my mind that people are waking up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. It wasn't (laughs) even in my consciousness. And I met a good friend of mine. Shout out my friend Dylan. He, uh, I was a real estate agent. So what the career and I guess the work opportunity that was given to me that really kind of grew and and catapults my personal growth journey was when i turned 26 i became a real estate agent someone just reached out hey we're looking for sales associates to show houses you're not getting any commission you're gonna pay you're gonna get paid thirty eight thousand dollars a year and 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 i was like yes for sure yeah you very humble hey look you know i don't have any work right now this is a perfect opportunity for me i'm gonna learn sales i'm gonna learn real estate i'm gonna learn finance let's do it and one of the perfect. agents that worked there I started getting to know him. We were about the same age. He went to Florida State. I went to UF. So we had a little bit of rivalry there. And it was kind of fun to play around with. Um, And he was like, hey, so, you know, how was your morning? Oh, it was good, man. I I crushed legs this morning. I go, dude, it's 7 a.m. What do you mean you crushed legs? He goes, yeah, I was there at 5 a.m. I was like, wait, you were at the gym at 5 a.m. Working out? He goes, yeah, I do it every single morning. I was like, and and the, the next thought, the next thought, this is how I knew I was onto something. Because my next thought was, I need to do that. It wasn't, oh my God, how do you do that? Or, oh, my God, that sucks. Or What, what, what time do you go to sleep? I didn't care what time he went to because that's what everyone asked me. Zach, you wake up at 5 a.m. to train for Ironman. No, what yeah. time do you go to sleep? You know, it, my, my next thought was, boom, I need to do that. But you're absolutely right. That was 100% like the catalyst that shot me out of the cannon because, you know, I was mm. reading the books. I was starting to wake up a little earlier. But when I heard that this kid was waking up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym before he worked his nine-hour day, Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the shit I got to be on. There's levels, and he
1: was, and that was, the and he was stuff. successful. He, yeah. you considered him a successful Oh, absolutely. closing million okay. dollar deals. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, he had he had a great relationship with, relationship with his girlfriend. He, you know, was traveling all the time, having a good time on the weekends. I mean, look, you know, on the surface level, and and I'm not making this specific about him. On the surface level, it could. People can portray that things are going really well. In this situation, mm-hmm. things we're going very well, friend. But, uh, <laughs> but look, I personally people, knew this. Yeah, for a fact. <laughs> the, the last thing I want to say about that though is you have nothing to lose by waking up at five AM and going to the gym. Like it does not it matter, matter more what you gain. If you're up at yeah. five AM and you're hitting the gym, you already won the day. Everything else flows from there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like you said, um, when you took that job. You were like, I I just obviously you had all the time in the world and you had no money. So 38,000 was way more than what you're what you're making. But I'm a big believer in putting yourself in rooms. Where are the people at that have what you want? Uh, And that could be the gym as well. Obviously, if people are at the gym, they're trying to better themselves in some way. So I'm just such a firm believer. And like I tell my boyfriend all the time, like, just go to that event, just whatever, even if nothing comes out of it for you, it doesn't have to be a transactional thing. You go to the event, you put yourself in the rooms, you'll gain more confidence just by walking in the door. Um, And yeah, and that's, you just build on top of that. So it sounds like that's what you wanted to do because you're like, well, I'll meet people. I'll put myself in the right rooms. you clearly met a guy that maybe helped change your life in some way by giving you the motivation to go to the gym. 100%. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in that. How have your physical habits, because I think habits, I think habits are mainly physical things we have to do. Obviously, there's some mental habits like thinking different and negative self-talk and all that. But how did your physical habits start to change your, your mental health? Did you know one out of eight couples struggle with infertility? That is a staggering statistic that most people don't know or aren't ready to talk about. But we need good information about our bodies in order to have informed conversations with our doctors and make the best decisions for ourselves and for our futures. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You just simply mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash habits, you can get $20 off your first test. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash habits. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash habits. That's modernfertility.com slash habits. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
0: I think in every single way. I mean, it's, it, it is so directly correlated your physical health is directly correlated to your mental health so you know it's not I, i don't i don't want to break down the science i think that everyone can do their own research on like why that's the truth or you can blindly just believe you and i that hey if you start working out more your mental health will get stronger but i think it was i think it was chasing no no it was doing things that weren't enjoyable that you knew were good for your health for example, mm. when I started to – and I know it's just physical but with, I want to talk about meditation for a second. It's like yeah. when I started meditating back in 2018, the first couple of times I meditated, it was really hard. And I was like this oh, – yeah. I'm not really doing anything and you know, 20 minutes is a long time to just sit cross-legged with my eyes closed. But I, <laughs> I, I'm going to see this through because people that I admire, people that are wealthy, people that are happy, people that seem to be successful on the outside mm. – always talk about this meditation thing and they're not trying to sell me anything that's that's how you know that's how you know it's real when there's no hidden agenda it's like hey I meditate it's free all you got to do is repeat this mantra for 20 minutes and see what happens but with working out back to the physical health and how it's correlated to your mental health it's like when you do reps on the bench press or on the squats whatever it is you're chasing hard things like you're intentionally doing hard Mm. things and when you do something hard that you originally are like, oh, that sucks, or oh, maybe, I, I don't know if I can do that, and you accomplish it. It's like, oh, okay, mm. what else can we accomplish? Okay, I yes. literally just ran, like when I ran my first nine miler, you know, I'm training for Ironman, training for a marathon, I ran nine, I was like, nine miles? <laughs> like, and I was so proud to tell people that. You know, I show up to Sunday dinner at my house, and everyone's like, oh, how was your weekend? And I'm like, oh, it was good. Ran nine miles this morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> people are like, what? Are you I'm the shit that so 100 i think physical exercise and a lot of the clients that i work with whether they come to me with anxiety problems or they come to me because they're feeling stuck or they come to me because of xyz the first thing we talk about my, one of my first questions is how often are you exercising literally it's one of the first two how often are you exercising and if the answer isn't like right there right now and it's like uh, i mean over the last two weeks not enough
1: yeah not enough yep so it has to be immediate. Oh, every day, every day. And then from there, it's like, OK, well, then what do you do? And then you can kind of dig deeper from there. Um, I love that because I love talking about starting with your physical health with wanting to change anything. I say that all the time. You can control about 90 percent of your physical health. You might not be able to, you know, be in control of geographical location or disability or whatever. But I think the biggest sense of pride, accomplishment and confidence comes from achieving something within yourself, as opposed to I'm going to chase a financial goal or a work goal or, or something like that, because that's kind of outside yourself. But so whenever you can change your physical body, whew, That's I know that's the biggest sense of pride that I've ever felt. I did a fitness competition about 10 years ago, which has been the only physical competition I've ever done. But it was amazing because I felt and I saw what my own body could was capable of. And now I am my own motivation. If I ever need to get back on track, so to speak, I'm like, okay, what did I do in those years and uh, that I look like that? It's not like, okay, what book should I read? What person do I need to follow and follow their diet? It's like I know exactly what worked for my body. I think that's a lot of we talked about that, meme my boyfriend the other day of like people just are so uneducated and they don't put enough time or effort in to see something through to know what works for them um you know what i mean or they try to educate 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 without putting in the effort and they like they try to learn everything first like or just you would actually learn and see much faster if you were actually incorporating and putting in the action with the education that you're Absolutely. trying to, to learn. There, there, so yeah.
0: there's, a, there's a term for this now. I, I don't know if this is the exact term, but I you follow Alex Hormozzi?
1: I do, I love him. Oh, yeah. Love
0: him, I love, love, love him, right? Uh, I was put onto him about like a year and a half ago when he had like yeah. 200,000 followers, obviously he's blown yeah. up since then. Now I listen to every single one of his podcasts as soon as it comes out. Um, mm. And he uses the term mental masturbation. Is the term he uses? So oh, I've never heard him say term. that. Yeah, I don't know if he coined that term or or whatnot, but mental masturbation is exactly what you just said. It's information overload. It's let's read yes. twenty-five books in the next three months and let's watch all these YouTube videos. When no, 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 you want to start a business, okay? Start selling things. Yeah. Find your first client. Okay. You yeah. don't need to uh, learn all this material. You need to learn. By getting experience through so, yes yeah, through so you nailed, you nailed exactly. it on the head that's, yep. that's a fact
1: yeah so start with your physical self guys if you are trying to change your life in any sort of way i mean you'll create discipline you'll create routine time structure yeah. you'll see your body change you'll be like oh my god okay if i can do this what else can i do and it just literally won't stop
0: yeah can i add um, to that about the physical yeah routine? of course one, one thing so i actually just launched a group coaching program helping people run their first 10k or half marathon. Okay. And the reason why this is the, and it's for non runners. And the reason why I did this is because physical health back to the entire conversation we just had over the last five minutes is the starting point. It's, Hey, tie your shoes, get out the freaking door and go try to run a mile. Do that for three days a week for a month and watch your, not only your physical health change, but your physical environment, your bank account. Your relationships, your values are going to start getting more clear. So I'm like, okay, how can I help people more without one on one coaching or help people at this, like a lot of people at one time? So I launched this group coaching program. It's called the Live Better Now Run Club. You can go to lifecoachzack.com and just put in your information and learn more about it. I but, love
1: that. Uh, the next thing I am not October 1st. I'm not a runner, so (laughs) that might be good for me. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I can't run. Like, Well, first of all, my body, and then mentally I get bored. I'm like, God, I'm so bored. (laughs) (laughs) It is something I would would love to accomplish. My boyfriend ran a half marathon, and I was like, you know, I should have been out there running with him as opposed to watching him, but... Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, Yeah. And then also, just to add to that, like you said, um, just putting on your shoes and going out the door. Like, Start with little habits. I think people think it's a 180 degree change. Tomorrow, I will literally change everything about the way I've been living for the last 30, 40 years. That is not how it works. And you're going to give up easily. You're going to set the bar too high, and then when you don't hit those expectations, you're going to give up. So, start very, 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 very small, like you said. Buy a pair of running shoes. (laughs) And that's step one. And then go on a walk. Step two, walk a little faster. Step three, incorporate one healthy meal a day as opposed to trying to switch out five meals that you were just eating shit yesterday and now you're going to eat healthy. That's not going to work. So little by little, a little becomes a lot. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite quotes. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So what is one piece of advice or maybe a few that you would give – to someone who may be where you were in 2015, you're kind of at this rock bottom or maybe even, you know, someone who's living that lifestyle like you were trying to get all this attention um, kind of having outside external factors dictate your self-worth and, yeah. and your identity. What would you say to that person who's like stuck in that right now?
0: Yeah. So I've worked with a lot of people that fit that exact description and it's, it, it this advice is going to sound so elementary, but the advice is just start. It doesn't matter where you start, how you start. I think focusing on yourself, like you said, physically is a good place to start. But our personal growth journey is going to last our entire lives. Like you and I, we're going to be getting 1% better. We're going to have a growth mindset. We're going to continue to learn and sharpen our skills until the day they put us underground. That's a fact, right? Like learning and growth never stops. Tony Robbins is still learning shit, right? Yeah. The, 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 the richest people in the world, the most successful people in the world are still trying to learn things and they're actively ser- searching and seeking out information they don't currently know. So yeah. I, I think the best advice I'd give to someone who is in a situation like mine back in 2015, or maybe they're just feeling stuck, or maybe they don't know where to start, you know, just dedicating 25 minutes to personal growth every single day. And personal growth is health, wealth, and happiness. It's, you know, how could you work out better? How could you eat cleaner? How could you focus on your mental health by meditation, journaling, or gratitude, right? Write one. Even if you just write down one thing you're grateful for every single day, you're making progress in the right direction. It's better than where you are yesterday. Just do yeah. that and be 1% better each and every single day. And those small wins consistently executed over time are going to amount to massive results. So my advice is just start.
1: Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's a journey, never ending journey. And what I want to say to people is when you do start this, you are opening up a can of worms. Let me tell you not to sound scary or hard. It's actually, I love it. I love, like you said, it's, um, like I will work on something and I'll work through it, but then something else pops up. And now I got to work on that. Like the things I'm working on right now weren't, what I was working on last year. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm always finding something, maybe like a trigger or a low self-belief in myself in some area. So it's not like you are going to pick one thing and that's the only thing that you're going to try to fix and then it's over and you're done. It, there's so many facets to our minds and our bodies and you're always, always going to be discovering something new. So it literally never ends. But it's also an amazing journey and I wouldn't trade it for anything else.
0: hmm
1: I um I'm like I'm like I'm a little sick. bit about a, a little bit about my stories. Jeez. I mean not I won't go into the full detail, but in twenty twenty I left California and I moved to Florida and at the time um during 2020, I had a rock bottom in January 2020. And then I did massive healing in 2020. And at the time, I was in a toxic relationship that I needed to get out of. Although for the last two and a half years, I had really let him kind of like take control of me financially, emotionally, like he was kind of my identity and my self worth. And once I I fixed all that, and I really created my own self-worth and discovered my own power. I left California with $200 in my bank account, my dog, and a couple suitcases. But I was so happy because I was like, I have the most valuable thing, and that's my emotional intelligence and my emotional health. And I know if I have that, I can do anything. But if you don't have that, I don't know. It's it's real, real tough life. (laughs) Okay. If you don't have boundaries, if you just like kind of, you know, you're going through life and you let every situation or every person dictate who you are in that moment. And then when you're, then when you're tired of that, you move on to the next person. You're like, oh, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. But it's like, find your true self first and then operate from that space. Yeah. So emotional health is very valuable. What is your favorite habit that you have today?
0: Oof, my favorite habit. Well, let me show you <laughs> something. So, <laughs> Obviously, we all use like different habit trackers and things like that. I have a list of habits that I track every single day. So Come let me well. a, let me let me see which one is the best. I have wake <laughs> wake up at five a.m. So I give myself points at the end of the day. I give myself points and I see how many points I got because these aren't habits mm-hmm. I execute each and every single day. It's hard to have a perfect day, but I have on here: wake up at five a.m., wake up at five thirty, wake up at six a.m. So if I'm up at five a.m., I get three points. If I'm up at five thirty, I get two points. If I'm up at six a.m. Nice, I, I like that meditate 20 minutes, train for Ironman, fast for 16 hours, do 100 pushups, 100 crunches, 100 calf raises. And that's in the category of personal growth and inner work. Then I have my work and marketing goals, right? So for example, over the last, um, over the last two months, I've been asking two people a day to review my podcast and give it a rating, mm. right? So we went from having like 30 something reviews. And I've, I think I've, We hit over 80,000 streams and downloads last week. Um, But the the numbers are starting to go parabolic. But anyway, we had 30-something ratings. And I was like, let me just ask two people a day. And not just solicit it. Be like, hey, hope you're having a great day. How's everything going? Oh, it's going well. What can I do to help you out? Nothing. I'm doing great. Okay, great. Do you think you can, you know... Follow yes, my podcast. I love that. And then also, you know what I started doing too? Is I started reaching out to my friends that own businesses and saying, Hey, my man, by the way, just want to let you know I left you a review on your garage epoxy business. If I started to <laughs> be, honest with you, be like, Oh my God, thanks much. What can I do for you? So, like living yes. first, not asking, but so anyway, we went from 30 reviews and we now hit 120 ratings on Apple, and we're on the cool. front page of Apple Podcasts. If you type in Life Coach. So, just by writing down the one thing of asking two people a day for So, anyway, a lot of. Money. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and then for important disciplines, I've cleaned the whole house. You know, every single day I go to a, a, five, a four bedroom, you know, 2,500 square foot house, a two car garage. I, I got to go to every bedroom, make sure all of the stuff's put away, things like that. Eat 150 grams of protein, don't eat sugar, no fat. I, I don't know if you know what that is. No biting my nails, Duolingo, learn Spanish, and do all the dishes. So, um, what's my favorite <gasps> habit? I think it's waking up at five a.m. I, I think it's just I think that is the uh, the most important one because if I do that, I can get a lot done before seven a.m. eight a.m. You know, I'm in the process of writing my second book. I'm thirty thousand words into it, and I'm trying to complete it so I can send it to the editor for first rough draft. And I try to spend two hours a day writing because writing is a very creative process, and the more yes. creative we are, and the more we test and challenge our brain, the better things are. So anyway, that's that's kind of what where I'm at. What about you? What are some of your favorite? Yeah.
1: I love the 5 a.m. I wake up at about 5 a.m. as well every day. Uh, we to wake up at 4.30 for a while and I kind of we're kind of had yeah. <laughs> kind of 30 minutes there. Um, my favorite habit that I think I do, and I wouldn't even, so I'm in a physical habit. I think the best habit that I have is mental and it's really noticing when I am having a trigger or I'm kind of having a little bit of anxiety and being able to kind of fix that in the, in the moment, as opposed to letting it get out of control and lasting hours, days, weeks, months, whatever it may be. I think one of my, the best thing I do now is like, I stop everything I'm doing and just make sure that I fix myself or whatever you want to say, and maybe not fix, but like calm myself down. Um, whether it be through breath work or like saying some affirmations or anything like that, like in the moment I can like switch my attitude very fast now or, or my emotions. And I think that's my, favorite habit that I definitely did not have. And it definitely took me a long time to muster up being able to do that. I would say when I first started, you know, okay, I could get my triggers down to like a couple hours. Like it would bug me for a couple hours. And then over time I could do it and like, okay, maybe like affected me for 10 minutes. And then now it's one minute. Now it's like a couple seconds. I'm like, good to go. (laughs) So I think that's my favorite habit. That's a good habit to have. So let me ask you this question. How do you cultivate that
0: habit and strengthen that discipline?
1: Um, just being aware, honestly, I think one of the first things I tell people to do if they want to start like a healing journey or anything is recognizing your triggers. If you get angry, upset, annoyed, mad, sad, stop in your traction, be like, what just happened just now? Okay. That just happened. Someone said something to me, someone cut me off in traffic. I'm super angry now. And then it's actually going back and working through those triggers of like, why is that your trigger? Because not everyone has the same trigger. So somewhere in your life, something, something happened that caused you to have these triggers that were kind of programmed in your mind that looped and happened over and over again. So, um, yeah, it was just really starting to be aware. Like, when I first started going to therapy, um, I would just go home and I'd be like, if I got any sort of emotion, I'd be like, okay, what just happened? And I would really try to be aware of it, write it down, try to sit with it. You know, feelings are all about working through them and sitting with them as opposed to trying to suppress them or block them out. You really have to work through the feelings. Um, so yeah, that's what I started doing. I didn't have that skill or even start that until I was 30 years old. So it's been a learning process. I always say that like, I feel like I was born when I was 30 because I feel like I've been parenting myself for the last three and a half years. Um, I didn't have the emotional tools. I wasn't given the emotional tools. I had a very, very good life. Um, but when real life happens and you don't have the necessary tools, you gotta learn them somehow. So. Great. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, I mean, that, that awareness is, is so important and it's hard to begin the awareness because you're always searching, like, how could you be more aware? Well, you got to be aware that you're aware in the first place, type of thing. <laughs> exactly. But so that that is a great habit to have.
1: Yeah, it's like a, it's like dimensions of awareness. <sighs> you got to be aware that you're aware. You got to you got to be the be aware of the meditator. You know what I mean? If you're meditating, the goal is to like observe the meditator. If mm-hmm. That makes sense. Or Absolutely. be observe your thoughts as opposed to letting the thoughts control you. So awesome. Well, this has been great. Where can people find you? What, what do you need from us? Book reviews, podcast Ooh, reviews, you have coaching, you have life coaching. Great question. Where can people find you? Well,
0: you can head over to com. Zach is spelled Z-A-C-H, LifeCoachZach.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Zach Rancy. Um, check out the book on Amazon. If you type in live better now, it should be on the front page. If you type in life coach on any podcast platform, I should be on the first page. So you can check out all those resources. And uh, this has been a great conversation. I, totally. I, I definitely uh, had a good time. And um, this
1: topic is something that that
0: I'm really passionate about. So I'm glad we were able to connect today.
1: Awesome. Me too. And then one more, you said you're your runner club starts October. Yes, yeah, October
0: first. So you can
1: head over to LifeCoachZach.com learn more about. Okay. The, yeah, learn more about the. All right. The so for all you non-runners that want to complete a 10k or a half marathon, exactly. get in on Zach's running club. I may have to join. So I'll <laughs> see you there. <laughs> okay, Zach. Thank you so much, and have a great day. And I'm sure we'll be keeping in touch. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.